Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 56 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. We had so much fun last week when Luke came to my studio that we are so lucky to have Luke Rayo, the one and only. He came back to join us, and he's going to give us some more tips on how to be safe in the outdoors. And today's topic is going to be things to pack for a trip. So we're going to talk specifically on a weekend camping trip or an overnight trip or even just a day trip. We're going to talk about some things and lessons learned and things that we need to do to be comfortable and be safe and be prepared when we are going on any kind of a trip where we have to pack a day bag or we have to pack an overnight bag. Luke, welcome to the studio. Hi. How's it going? Good. Awesome. So this this topic actually was your idea. We were just chit-chatting about different things that we need to cover on future podcasts. And Luke said, what about telling people what we need to do to pack for a trip? So there's so much that could go into that. So let's break it down. And let's talk about if we're going on a weekend camping trip where we are pitching a tent, because there's some people that don't sleep in tents. They like to glamp. We call that glamping, where they're camping, but they're camping at the Hilton or the um, Marriott Hotel, where they don't want to get their feet wet in the grass. So they call that glamping. But we don't glamp, do we? We camp. So let's talk about what we would need to do to be prepared and comfortable if we're going to go on a weekend camp out where we actually have to pitch a tent. So let's talk about camping gear. What kind of equipment do we need to stay dry and safe on a camp out? So if you're going tent camping... You need two important things, a tent and a ground cloth. What's a ground cloth? It's like a tarp that you put your tent over whenever you uh, tent camp. Okay, so let's say we get to our destination and we're going to be camping for the weekend. What are some things we need to look for when we are going to be setting up a tent? Do we just 
pitch it wherever we want? Or what are some things that you want to look for to be safe for a camping trip? You want to look for the highest point of ground in case it rains. Uh, you don't want to be in the lowest part because if it rains, it's going to go down the hill okay, straight good. to your tent. And also, we need to be careful if the area where we're camping, we need to do some research to find out if it's vulnerable for flash flooding. So a lot of areas where you might want to go camping in the rainy season or during a storm, if it flash floods, that water comes fast and it comes high really quick. And it doesn't care if there's campers and tents along its path. So we need to make sure that when we do set up a camp or set up a tent, that we're not anywhere that's prone to flash flooding or in a dry riverbed, for example. So good point. You want to make sure that you're high in case it does rain. You don't want the potential for that water to run downhill towards your camp. Okay. So what else do we need to look for when we're pitching a tent? The weather. Okay. What, what about the weather? Well, in case it's windy, well, I mean, anything, you don't want to set your tent up underneath a dead tree in case lightning strikes or it gets too windy and the and one of the tree's limbs falls on your tent. Okay, very good. So you always want to be looking up before you set up your tent. So you talked about the ground cloth or the tarp. So we lay that out and then you set your tent up on top of that. Why is it important to make sure, and I see this mistake every time I see tent campers, if we're at a park or on a campground and people are tent camping, I always see this mistake. What am I talking about? When I'm looking at somebody's tent on a ground cloth, what am I talking about? It's not tucked in. It's not tucked in. So you're going to see that ground cloth sticking out from underneath that tent. Why is it so important to make sure that you tuck in that tarp or ground cloth all the way around your tent? Why is it so important? Even if you have your rain fly on correctly, the water could get on top of the ground cloth and underneath your tent. And then what's going to happen? The bottom of your tent's going to get wet. And then what's going to happen? then all your stuff's going to get wet. And then what's going to happen? You're not going to have any dry clothes. And then what's going to happen? You're going to be miserable. That's right. (laughs) That's right. So always be mindful of your surroundings when you're setting up a tent. Um, A lot of people like to set up hammocks. They hang up their hammocks in a tree. So what's the advantage of setting up a hammock? It's above ground. Okay. What else? It's easy to set up. Yeah, I've seen you hang out in a hammock before, and you're rocking yourself to sleep with a gentle breeze, right? Mm -hmm. So good. Okay, so we've got our camp set up. So tell me some of the things that you need to pack for a weekend camp out to be comfortable. What are some things that are are in your overnight bags? Uh, Clothes. Okay, so let's talk about clothes. Have you camped before when it was triple digits blazing hot? Yes. Have you camped before where it's single digits freezing cold? Yes. And everything in between, haven't you? Yes. So what should you look at before you go on a camping weekend? The weather. The weather forecast, because it might be 100 degrees here in Houston, 
But if you're traveling eight hours somewhere to go on a camp out, it may not be this warm wherever your destination is. So you always want to do a little bit of research and pack for what you, the weather is going to be like. And don't ever assume that weather is going to stay that way because when you're outdoors, weather changes, right? So you totally need to be prepared for anything Mother Nature sends our way. So we talk about clothes. So what kind of clothes are you going to pack? Uh, if it's nice, hot, and sunny, I would suggest jeans and short sleeve shirts. Okay. Just one pair? No. Um, as many pairs as you stay and at least one extra pair. Okay. Because you're always going to get wet. There's going to be a pop-up rain shower or you and your brothers. There's always going to be a, a mud hole that you're going to jump in or water that you're going to throw each other in. Always. So you always want to have those extra change of clothes. Good. So tell me about um, what type of shirts is it recommended when you're going to be camping? The best shirt to wear, in my opinion. Well, yeah, the best shirt to wear is a moisture wicking shirt that takes up water and sweat. The worst thing you can wear is a cotton t-shirt or sweatshirt because cotton holds water. Right. And that moisture wicking, it pulls that moisture off your body, right? And it keeps you hot or cool. Okay. Um, So let's talk about, you mentioned jeans. So what do jeans do when you get wet? Jeans, they stay, they stay wet. Yeah. So depending on what activity you're going to do, you always want to make sure that you have a variety of clothes based on the activity that you're going to be doing. So the other part of keeping ourselves comfortable is what's on our feet because you're on your feet every waking hour that you're vertical and you're not asleep. So you're on your feet and you've got to keep those feet protected. So what is the best way to take care of your feet? Wool socks. Wool socks. So tell me a little bit about wool socks because unfortunately when people hear wool socks, they think, oh, wool is for the snow and super cold you know, why would I want to put wool socks on when it's summertime and 100 degree temperatures? What does wool do? Because wool basically acts the same as the wicking. It pulls the water from your feet away from your feet. That's right. Yeah, it pulls, it's, it's more, it's wicking. So it pulls any kind of moisture off of your feet. So if you're sweating, if your feet get wet for any other reason, that wool, the wool sock will pull it away and it'll protect your feet. So what's one of the worst things that can happen to your feet if you're hiking or, you know, away for the weekend? What's one of the worst things that can happen to your feet? Blisters. Blisters. And so unfortunately, a lot of people get blisters if they are wearing cotton socks and they don't have the proper footwear to protect their feet. There are are several different kinds of wool socks. There's lighter wool socks. There's heavier wool socks, depending on the time of year. So when we go camping, that is all that's packed and all of our bags are wool socks. So we wear wool socks when we're hiking and camping in the heat of the summer, 
Not because wool is for cold winter weather. It's because it pulls that moisture off your feet. I will never forget. There was a young scout many years ago that had cotton socks on and he was on a five mile hike or something. And when he came back to camp, his feet were hurting him so bad. So we asked him to take off his boots and let me see your socks. Well, of course he had cotton socks on when he pulled his socks off the entire bottoms of both of his feet were nothing but a blister and the whole bottom of his foot, both of his feet were like peeling because his feet got wet and he wore those cotton socks the entire camp out weekend and it really damaged his feet and he was sore for the rest of the camp out and for a long time afterwards until that skin on the bottom of his feet healed. Once you hurt your feet, there's really nothing you can do when you're on a camp out and you're relying on your feet to get you from point A to point B. So wool socks are so, so important. So what are some other things you need to have in your duffel bag when you're camping? A towel would be a great thing to put in your duffel bag because uh, whenever you come back to your campsite and you're all wet, you at least have a towel to dry you off. Okay, good. So even though you're going to be camping and you set up camp at a designated campsite, um, should you carry some kind of a day pack or a backpack with you? Uh, It's highly recommended. Why would you want to do that? To hold your water and your flashlight and and many, many other stuff. Okay, so even if you're going on the shortest hike around the campsite or a a trail, no matter how short the hike, you always want to carry some kind of a backpack or a day pack with you. And like you said, you want to have a flashlight because what happens if you get lost and all of a sudden it's nightfall and you weren't thinking about it? Too many people use their cell phones, the flashlight feature on their phones, Okay, is that a very bright light to begin with? No. Not really. And cell phones are only as good as the battery lasts. So oftentimes when you're out camping and you're using your cell phone, you lose your battery strength pretty quick because it's constantly searching for a signal, especially if you're a little bit more remote. So don't always rely on that cell phone for your battery or for your navigation. So you want to carry a flashlight. So what other things should you have in your day pack? You mentioned water. That's always, always, always a good thing to carry water with you. What else? Uh, I would say chapstick. Chapstick. That's a good one. How come? Because if your lips get chapped, because if you're um, up above, if you're on a mountain where there's uh, little air, your lips could dry up. And you're close to the sun, aren't you, when you're up higher mm-hmm. on the mountains? Okay, that's a good one. What else is in your pack? Um, You could put a mess kit in your pe- backpack. Tell me about a mess kit. What is that? A mess kit is like um, dishes, like basic plastic uh, dishes you can put food in. Okay. So you always want to carry some something so you can eat, right? So especially with your if you're with a group of people, we practice what's called leave no trace. 
We always want to leave any area that we go better than we found it. So we minimize to eliminate the use of any paper goods, paper cups, styrofoam cups, plastic knives, spoons, forks. You want to carry a mess kit with you, which is your plastic plate, bowl, cup, silverware, because you can wash that and keep reusing it. What about water bottles with the screw off top that you buy at the grocery store? Do we ever carry those? No. What's what's the better recommendation? Uh, Nalgene. Okay, so you all, you want to carry a water bottle that you can keep refilling because, again, those plastic water bottles, there's a lot of opportunity to waste, you know, take three drinks out of the bottle and let it sit there, my biggest pet peeve. Um, but it's, it's highly recommended that you always have some kind of analgene or some kind of a water bottle that you can keep refilling. Um, better yet, if you're going to be camping somewhere that um, you don't know the quality of the water, you could always carry with you some kind of a water purification system. They make um, tablets that you can drop into the water. You can boil water back at your campsite and have that boiled water with you to keep make sure the water is safe to drink. They even make on a you know quick and easy thing to put in your backpack, they make purification straws. So the, the straw itself has a purification system in it so you can drink safely water that you don't know the quality of. So tell me something else that's in your day pack. Uh, let's see. What yeah. about if you fall down and you cut your knee on a rock? Oh, first aid kit. What's in your first aid kit? Uh, bandages, um, gauze, uh, I think rubbing alcohol. Okay, to clean the area. If you want. Sure. What about something and, to to um, clean a cut? Cotton balls. Okay. What kind of medicated cream can you put to clean a cut? You can put uh, Neosporin. Okay, good. So tell me something really important about how you should pack your day pack. Well, I remember by the rule of three. We have three weeks without food, three days without water, three hours without warmth, and three minutes without air. So that's a great way to think of how to prioritize items in your kit. So you said we can live three weeks without food. I know my Rayo boys can't live three weeks without food, (laughs) but it's always okay, of course, to pack snacks or to pack a nature bar or some kind of a protein stick to keep you going if you're hiking. But you do not want to overload your day pack full of food because in reality, it's just going to weigh you down. We don't really need that much food, do we? Just on a day a day hike or something like that. So remember that when you're trying to lighten up the load, you know, of course, it's okay to throw a granola bar or a nature bar in your pack, but that's not as important as water. What happens, you mentioned um, three days without water, we can live. But what happens if you go all day long without drinking water? How do you feel? You feel kind of dizzy, nauseous, Mm -hmm. nauseous, and dehydrated. 
Yeah. And how important it is to keep your body hydrated when you're doing activities like hiking and swimming and kayaking and whatever activities that you do on a camping trip. How important is it to stay hydrated? Very. So we want to make sure that we keep our Nalgene or our or our refillable water bottle with us. And better than one water bottle. Two. Two. That's right. And then you mentioned um, three hours without warmth. So we've all been through it on a trip, on a camping excursion, where it might be a beautiful day when you set camp up and then a cold front blows through and it turns and plummets the temperatures many, many degrees. So if you're not prepared for that, what happens when your body gets too cold? What, what happens to you? You you feel you can't stop shivering. Your body needs warmth to survive. Okay, and what are you at risk for if your body temperature drops and you sh- start to shiver? Hyperthermia. That's right. So what could you have in your day pack to help prevent us from getting cold? Uh, hot hands. Okay, you can have the hot pockets or hot pockets. That's a food thing. (laughs) That's the food thing that you put in the microwave. But yeah, you could put the hot hands. And what else can you have in your um, uh, day pack to make things warm? Gloves. Okay. You can start a... Oh, fire. Something to start a fire. That's right. So that's really important if you're camping or if you get lost or, you know, you just want to keep your body warm is you always want to have something to start a fire and carry that with you in your day pack. Okay. And then you talked about three minutes without air. So the other analogy I like to say with the three minutes is you want to keep, keep a calm head. So if you get turned around or if you get lost attitude and how you react to that situation, that's what gets people in trouble. So being prepared, staying calm, staying focused, that's what's going to get you through a an accidental situation where you get turned around or lost is keeping your head on straight. So is there anything else that you recommend somebody who's never camped before, never gone overnight, something that they should carry with them in their day pack? Um, A whistle would be good. Whistle. What does that do? In case you get lost, uh, you could... Whistle. Okay. What's the universal distress signal for, um, what's the universal distress? A whistle. Okay. But how, how should you blow it? Three times. Three times. So if you're ever out and you hear three whistle blasts, you know that somebody is asking for help, right? So you always want to carry a whistle with you. That's great. Okay. Any advice to a, a newbie, a new camper? Or a new day packer? Uh, don't overpack. What does that do? Uh, like you said, it weighs you down. Okay. And usually when you go on your first trip and you pack for the first time, there's about half of those items that you never use, right? Yeah. And that's just a matter of trial and error and figuring out what um, what you missed out on or what you had too much of. So anything else you want to share? Give me an example of a good experience that you had on a camp out. Well, I mean, I guess we do go to Yellowstone every year. Okay. Camp out. 
So I guess that's kind of glamping because we camp in our RV camper. We can't can't camp in a tent for 10 days. You can. I mean, we can, but... But we got spoiled by having an indoor bathroom and a (laughs) sink and a microwave inside of our camper. But yeah, there's people that, that camp primitive, that they go hiking out in the wilderness for weeks and weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So we do go camping. So just as you're going glamping or, or RV camping, there's still things that you need to prepare for. And there are still things that you need to to pack to have a good experience. So very good. Anything else you'd like to add before I turn you loose and let you go be outside and be a wild child and run in the sun. I think that's it. You think that's it? Well, thank you again for spending another morning with us here in my little studio. And as you heard from Luke, there is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters and camping. And camping. Yep. And by camping, we're creating memories that will last forever. That's right. This is Heidi Rayo and my buddy Luke, and you've heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow us on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.